All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Blacker Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust, when we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey, y'all, welcome back. Welcome back, boo-boos. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm pretty good. Good. Pretty good. So new week, new tea. Where we kiki with you and you kiki with we. Yes, it's been a um it's been a slow start into the week because we went to New York last weekend and I came I was off work for one, two, just two days, but damn, you're gone for two days and it's like Everybody want to email you. All these requests come in. The first day back at work, I was like, you know what? This is a practice run. I can't fully dive back in. Mm -hmm. So today, which was my second day back at work, I did what I needed to do. Yeah. 
but I felt worked. I said, oh, okay, this is payback. Felt like revenge, revengeana. I'm like, this is what y'all be doing? Yeah. That's how y'all get bitches back? Yeah. Yeah. But New York was a blast. We New got York there. was fun. I'm not going to tell when we got there because I know it'd be people listening to the <laughs> show and I don't want to do that. But we was there. <laughs> um, we were there having a blast. Weather was beautiful. It was. Connecting with people and having fun. And came back. I feel it was just enough time. I need more time. No, you Because didn't. there's so much. The thing with New York is there's so many different parts of New York that are not that close. I mean, they're not... You need time to travel to them and explore. So Yeah. I just yeah. don't think it can. I mean, well, obviously it, it can't all be done in one trip, which is why I feel like the amount of time away was perfect for what we've seen. And then definitely going back more frequently to visit other parts is like probably most ideal. Yeah. Or maybe being there for a week and then you can go like, you know, to mm -hmm. different places on various days. But the time that I spent there was beautiful. Um I think I'm a New York and a summer girl. I don't know. The winters, y'all winters be crazy as hell. But the summers are beautiful. And they have some pretty um, nice restaurant locations. And I love restaurants. So y'all got some good options for sure. And the shopping. The shopping. You guys have some good shopping options compared to L.A. Because when I go to the mall, I'm like, I'm so fucking tired of the mall options that we have. I feel like I'm restricted to online. Mm -hmm. to really get what I want but y'all had some y'all had some things so it was nice being in the city yes it was and now we're back back in LA time flies when you're having fun yeah and heading out again so next trip is Mexico yes and we'll let y'all let y'all know all about that next week but in the meantime, what we need you to do this week is making sure that you are pouring in to this show. Okay. And you know what else I want y'all to do when y'all leaving these ratings and reviews? Stop saying we know y'all need <laughs> reviews. Like, girl, we want reviews. We want, okay? The need. I'm like, hold on. The bag and bum approach. I'm like. Right. The, the bag is. The fucking panhandling. I know y'all need. <laughs> panhandling the reviews. I'm like, y'all, don't be t putting that in there. Like, we're just encouraging to pour back and support what you love. That's it. So leave something sweet and don't be like, I'm doing this because y'all asked. Like, right, damn. Right, like pulling the teeth energy shit i don't like that but make sure that you do your part because it's important this is an inner energy exchange um leave your kind words if you feel inclined to but definitely leave a rating to show our appreciation Brittany's going to re read the review of the week so this one comes from the trini the trini jen she says absolutely absolutely love this podcast came to me okay I wasn't even looking for it, but I'm glad it made its way to my presence. I absolutely love you guys. It's like listening to the older sisters I wish I had. Everything is so relatable, real, and you even cover topics I didn't realize I needed to hear. Love you guys. I am all the way tuned in. Yes, stay here. Stay a while. That I don't chase, I attract. Period. We're glad that you found us, and we, we're glad that... We found you. We found you. Yeah. Our tribe is growing and we love that for us. We do. Another thing that we love for us is when you give us your monies. <laughs> now that's what we do need. Y'all saying we need reviews. We like those. But what we do need is patrons. patrons. Okay. Um, so Patreon, you already know, exclusive membership community. We're giving you more of what you already love over there. Um, tap in. We have bonus episodes. 
playlist. The playlist will go up this week. So hold on to your titties. The second part of September is your ass is going to be rocking. Um, yeah, just a bunch of extra goodies over there. If you already love what we do here on the main platform, you're going to really enjoy Patreon. Definitely. So let's shout out our patrons of the week. We have Shakiria. Hey, Shakiria. And Brianna. Hey, Brianna. Welcome to the game. Welcome. Thank y'all so much. Um, for those of you who are waiting on my spilling of tea, it's coming. It's going to be our check-in episode. Yeah, so. which will probably be next week. Yeah, it's we get coming back next from our week. Trip. We got a lot to unpack there. Yes. Yeah, so but it's coming. Hold on. It's going to be good. Yeah. So. Uh, so we are still in our friendship series. We are. And last week we talked about the six functions of friendship, the necessary components to make a friendship work. We shared um, what's important to us. We also um, cited a couple psychologists and gave the six functions according to their theory. So if you haven't already tap in, listen, let us know what you think. And more importantly, tell a home girl to tell a home girl to tell a home girl. Y'all really like when we talk about friendship. So share it, share with your friends. That's what I want you to do. So this week we are going to be talking about making new friends as adults, mm -hmm. which can be challenging because we are set in our ways we have our routines we don't be feeling like getting out meeting new people and all the things that come along with it but we also desire friendship so sometimes it's something that we just have to do so we have a special guest on with us less of balanced black girl which if you listen to the show you probably have listened or heard of balanced black girl mm -hmm. and we had a great conversation with Les. we know you all will enjoy it we were also on Les's show yeah so after listening to this episode, you can go over there and learn more about Germany and I through our conversation with Les, which was also so good. It was really good. Yeah. Hold on to your tits. We're going now. Okay, y'all. So we have been talking about friendships this series. And one of the number one topics that you all have inquired about and that we just hear about out in these streets is how to make new friends as Adults, yeah. which is complicated. Like, we're not even going to play the game. It's hard. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. So, we have a special guest with us today, Les of Balanced Black Girl, which mm -hmm. is a wellness podcast that spotlights black voices. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's a very good podcast. Um, Les focuses on wellness, realness. Um, she tells us about her personal experiences navigating this space. It's a great show. Mm -hmm. If you haven't listened to it, I know you're going to run over there after this episode so it's Les, probably in your suggested suggested podcast <laughs> it probably is it's probably in your suggested podcast so Les, welcome to the show mm -hmm. thank you for having me yeah we're I'm so excited to, to have you mm -hmm. so the reason why we went to have you on here we wanted to have you on here in general but we thought that you would be fitting for this episode because you now live in los angeles mm -hmm. but you're originally from seattle yes so we thought you would be great to talk to talk about this topic just navigating the space of los angeles which is a very large city mm -hmm. and i know a lot of people when they move here they say they have like a difficult time making new friends mm -hmm. that's what i've heard a lot from people that um, are transplants here so we thought it would be great to speak with you about just making new friends in adult as an adult mm -hmm. in in la specifically so yeah what has been your let's experience get into with it that? yeah 
I've been really, really fortunate. I feel like I've made a handful of really great friends and I'm still definitely in that building mm-hmm. stage because I've moved here. I've been here for two years, but I had about six months pre-pandemic. So mm. most of that has been pandemic. Oh my. Oh wow. I didn't know it was only two years. Yeah. You're fresh. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Very, very, <laughs> very fresh. Wow. So it's only been a hot second. But in that six months pre-pandemic, thankfully, I was hitting the streets pretty hard and made a few friends that I've been able to hold on to (laughs) through the pandemic. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, But I've been really, really fortunate. I made a handful of really good friends that I feel like I have very genuine, solid connections with, which I'm so grateful for. The thing that I wouldn't say I necessarily have yet, but will come with time would be a friend group. I think that's Mm. a little bit harder because I have singular friendships with people that I've met throughout my experiences here in LA, but it's different to not have a group of people that already, you know, either has an established friendship or has something in common. Mm-hmm. I I think that's true. Yeah. It's so different when you mob together yeah. in a function in a, as a group. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, not like I have much experience because it just usually is Brittany and I, but it feels like a group yeah. because yeah. we're always together. Yeah. But I think when you have those singular friendships that you more recently established, yeah. it's kind of like, okay, I have to make time to hang out with this person yeah. and then I'm going to make time to hang out with that person Mm -hmm. is it automatic for you or is it like a planning type of vibe I would say it's both Mm -hmm. I think at the beginning I almost treat making friends like I treat dating Mm -hmm. I actually think I'm probably better at the friend if I maybe did a little bit more with dating like I do with friends I might have better luck in this apartment (laughs) but that's another podcast we can save that for another episode but it definitely is a lot of intention that goes into it and then I think if you are intentional with a new friend and you do have a solid connection then you can kind of vibe and flow with it from Mm -hmm. there yeah Yeah. I think that's a good good advice yeah Yeah. I, I just that brought to my awareness like the value of a friend group because we are, prim- Germany and I are primarily together, but we do have a friend group, mm-hmm. like, that we do group activities with. Like, oh, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm looking like the group, okay. the group of friends that we have. The, wait, you know the girls that we also the group, with. Like, we're going to a concert next oh, week. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, there is value, like, with having that group, yeah. because sometimes you can, like, if the singular friend, which is sometimes a an area of contention, like, if you don't have that singular friend, you don't have anybody else to hang out with, you know? So it will help to be able to pull from the group. Like, are you available? I want to do this. Like having a big group is very valuable because if the whole, if one person doesn't want to do something that you want to do or isn't available, then you can pull someone else from the group and do it. So that's what I, that's what I miss. I used to be a part of it. Like I'm still a part of a friend group, but I was a part of a, 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 what do I want to say? Um, like my bet it was four of us four yeah. of us who are best friends so yeah. we always had somebody to hang out with it's like yeah. do you want to go to the mall no but this person might do yeah. you want to go to dinner no nah, but i'm busy but maybe they can sometimes it's all of us sometimes it's two or three of us so that piece definitely because yeah. i found that it, it is more challenging when it's just Brittany and i because it's like you can't go you're busy then I can't go. Then yeah, I can't. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, do you want to go? No, you don't. Okay, I, I actually have to sit it out. <laughs> yeah. I know, and that's the part where although we, I have a friend, like I have a friend, a main friend, it makes you feel like you need more, more friends, friends because it's like if you're unavailable, then that just strips away. Yep. 
my person unless you go do solo which i just feel like that changes the dynamic and definitely the events that i'm going to i am not (laughs) pulling up to a day party or anything of that nature without a partner i'm just not yeah i can't see it for myself because in la you can't pull up solo people gonna be looking at you crazy as soon (laughs) as you get to dancing too close to their friend group as soon as you get to doing that too close to their friend group it's like what's she doing because we be feeling the same way if somebody gets too close we be like who is that you know her right it's awkward vibes do you ever pull up to things like solo i do not the day party not something like that but something where it's not a big deal if i'm solo Mm -hmm. like the week after i moved here i went to a show because I just really wanted to go. And I was like, I've been here for a week. It, yeah. It's not happening. Well like, <laughs> yeah. This is my only option. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went. And it was fine. Because it was just in a theater, like, watching a show. Mm-hmm. It would have been great to have people there. But for things like that, I feel like you can definitely do something solo. Or I'll go to dinner by myself. Or, yeah. You know. I'll do things like that. I can that. get a meal. Yeah. yeah. Don't want to dance I wouldn't, alone. I wouldn't want to no. know. No. Like, going out alone, I wouldn't. It's kind of like. Eh. It's also unsafe. As a woman. Yeah. I don't know. Safety. You need a partner. Need yeah. a buddy. So when did you feel like you had settled into L.A.? Like, how did you meet the friends that you now have here in L.A.? A couple of different ways. One, I'm super fortunate that a few friends that I actually had in Seattle moved down here around the same time. Mm. So that chef's kiss. Absolutely. Chef's kiss. Like that was key. So helpful. I had. Now it's about four different friends from Seattle who have all moved down here since I've moved. So Mm. great. Yeah. Nice. Um, a few other friends I've met through events and things. So I had been planning to move to L.A. for a really long time before I actually did. So I was always looking for excuses to come down here. I would come mm-hmm. down for wellness events and stuff like that. So when I met people who I thought were cool, I kept in touch. I'd be like, I'm moving. I didn't know when I was moving, but I'd be like, I'm moving. Like, yeah. let's keep in touch. So I do have a few really great friends that I met even before I moved down here who I connected with when I was here and have kept in touch with and now see now that I live here. And then also social media. I've made mm. a, a decent like little handful of friends from social media. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Your friends who moved here from Seattle, were they your close friends or just kind of like acquaintances that end up moving down and then it's like well you ain't got that many friends I ain't got that many friends so let's click up (laughs) I've had both I've had close friends move down and then I've also had people who it's like we were associates and then have gotten closer moving down here cool yeah that happened to me too like okay so before I moved to LA because I'm not from here Mm -hmm. I'm from the Bay Area Mm -hmm. I've been living here for a while now but when I first moved out here um I had my one best friend Kayla and um that was the seed of course right but when i moved out here i realized that we weren't going to be hanging out together all the time Mm -hmm. so she was a seed that allowed me since she was already here to branch out and meet more friends so like some of her friends became my friends and like i'm like oh we have common i'm a common interest in goals type of girl if i'm like we both like to do that do you want to do this yes and then also like with the acquaintances there are some people who went to Dominguez, that's the college we went to, Mm -hmm. that um, also went to my high school. And we were like associates in high school, but I'm like, I already know you, like, let's hang out more. So we started hanging out more in college and I was just meeting people. Like I would go to, I would enter myself into fashion shows. I would hang out like where all the people hang out and just like kind of not insert myself, but you know, you just start talking and like being around and people are like, Oh, who are you? And you're talking and Mm -hmm. you build friendships like that because I need a friend. Yes. I needed a friend. And I know it's way easier to navigate that space in college, but 
I also remember like there was something called Meetup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you can like find different events to go to. Yeah. And like, so you, there's like, oh, a it's message. like an app. I don't know if it was an app then, but yeah. Okay. Maybe I it thought was. it was like an event at school or something. Where no, like, no, no, no. Okay. It was like an app called, it's an app called Meetup. Mm-hmm. And basically you like find your common interests and people post about different things that yeah. they're doing. They might be happy hours. Mm-hmm. We're all going to meet up at the um, Black Food Festival and like there's a message board, you link up and you just go there and it's like, hey, you're my friend for the day. And from there, things blossom. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely was a type to go do things like that mm-hmm. because I'm like, I need more than one friend. The yep. one friend that I have is not always available. And you know me, I like to do things. I like to be outside. And I'm like, I have to figure this out. Yeah. Did you find that easy to do? Like knowing that Kayla was like the primary friend and being like okay i'm gonna hang out with some of your friends like what was that process like for you um or did it take some courage it's definitely intimidating (laughs) it was intimidating Mm -hmm. but i would i was on a mission because i knew that i needed to make it happen and like although it was intimidating the act of doing it was seamless like i didn't feel like i was it was challenging, but it's like just doing it, putting mm-hmm. yourself out there. And that's what you have to do when you're making new friends. There's a piece of putting yourself out there because yeah. people don't know that you're, you're looking for friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you have to make it known. I'm looking for friends. And it's not even an announcement like, hey, I'm looking for friends. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. just, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Yeah. Or do you want to do this this weekend mm-hmm. with me? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are also looking for friends or just want to do some things. So you'll be surprised that the people who are like, yes come with me or you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. i knew that i needed to expand my friend group because at the time kayla wasn't that available yeah Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm out here i'm in a new city i want to have friends a social life is important to me yeah so i was shaking and moving girl (laughs) shaking and moving so you you both have that in common coming to a new city and when you have friends, you feel like you belong in mm-hmm. the city. So, Les, when did you feel like you belonged here? Like, do you do you feel like you belong mm-hmm. in L.A.? Yeah, I, I felt like I already belonged here. Mm-hmm. And I think my feeling of belonging hasn't necessarily been contingent on having friends. Having mm-hmm. friends is amazing and something that I value. And so it's like a bonus. Mm-hmm. But I had felt like I belonged here long before I moved here, which yeah. is why I wanted to be here. But having friends and having community is definitely key to yeah. that. Like girl, hey, my my tribe is here. Yeah, my tribe. Exactly. Yeah. What about you? And oh, no, you no, keep sorry. going. You. Keep I was going. gonna say one thing give that I me, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that I've really appreciated is that with the handful of friends that I have made since I've gotten here, even though yes, it's been for a shorter time than say my friends from college or high school or whatever, because we're older and we know what our values are, we know who we are and what we're about. Those friendships have actually gotten a lot deeper, a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And there, there's just been a level of trust that I think has been almost easier to build being a little bit older and knowing mm. what you're about as opposed mm. to when you're younger. That's very that's, true. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we're younger, we make a lot of friendships based off of proximity Mm -hmm. and things that are more fleeting but when you're an adult like you're for the most part sure of yourself yeah you know you're not going to tolerate it's easy like easier to weed out people that aren't aligned Mm -hmm. and so you find yourself becoming friends solid sturdy your friends way quicker and it's like oh we already friends girl okay yeah you get to choose those people (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's so easy to like link up with somebody in elementary because y'all in the same class or y'all are on this grow up on the same street but as you get older you're like 
What are your values? What are your morals? That's what I was going to tell you guys earlier. So I find it so interesting the way children just immediately gravitate to one another and can yeah. explore friendship, mm -hmm. right? It's it's way more lighthearted. As we get older and become much more mature, I feel like we have almost like a jaded perspective of friendships because mm -hmm. we've gone through these friendship breakups yeah. and we know what we want in a friend. So we scrutinize like who can be our friend or like, oh, is she checking all the boxes? Mm -hmm. Can I really see myself connecting with her? But my godson and my nephews, we took them out to an amusement park on um, Saturday, the weekend, and they haven't seen each other in a couple years but as soon as they got in the back seat together it's like yeah back they're at it, just connecting over you know of course things that they are have common interests and goals around like roadblocks and youtube <laughs> and stuff like that but there wasn't even like any judgment yeah. it wasn't like what does he look like what is yeah. she what does she do for a living yeah. what's her follower account right. yeah, like right. whatever it's going to be right. like how aligned are we they just yeah. get right in and it's i was so pure it's so pure and i was thinking to myself I could never. <laughs> I know. I could never be that. I couldn't approach making a friend so lightheartedly. Yeah. And I'm learning to try to take the pressure off myself mm -hmm. when it comes to meeting new people. Because sometimes somebody hit my phone who has my number that I don't talk to all the time. And I'll be like, Brittany, now what do they want from me? <laughs> right. Before I even open up the text, I'm like, <gasps> why is so -and -so? I said, why is so-and-so? What right. could they possibly want? And yeah. it's like, take a more lighthearted approach yeah. and you will be surprised what comes out of just showing up and yeah. connecting and engaging and um my boyfriend does that seamlessly you know i asked him when you ask people to come by the office or when you <laughs> it just blows my mind how he'd be like oh yeah bro pull up to the office people who he knows a lot of people and he does not have to know you deeply for him to chill with you. Yeah. It's like, just come by. We'll we'll figure out what happens. And yeah. I asked him, do you ever feel pressure? Like when I'm meeting a new friend or somebody that I don't talk to often that I know the chemistry is going to be organic and we're just going to sit and talk. Yeah. I'm already ruminating in my mind. What the fuck are we going to talk about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm figuring out subjects, topics, what they <laughs> oh talk about. Yeah. You know how I me, mean. I'm an overthinker. I'll yeah. be like, okay, I'll ask this and then I'll talk about that and then we'll talk about this. You know, I'm thinking about it. And I asked him, what do you do when they just show up? He's like, just have the space for whatever to come up out of it. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm trying to get more comfortable leaning yeah. into doing that. Like, yeah, let's talk. Yeah. Because yeah. you limit yourself when you don't. And like everything doesn't have to go into a, a best friendship. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we need to like release some of the pressure on ourselves to make something so deep yeah. like it could be just drinks and we never link up again right or it can be from these drinks i realized that wow you're really a cool person we have a lot in common and now from the drinks we realize we want to go to pilates together yeah. yeah and then from there it just buzz and then from there we're sisters it's really just being yeah. open yeah to it yeah and i feel like once i'm like inserted two situations where that can happen i'm receptive but the intimidating part is getting there mm -hmm. yeah. it's like a wall is kind of up when it comes to the new friend thing because yeah. i'm like it's intimidating one if like someone already has friends and you're the person with none yeah like for instance if you're moving to a new city because in your mind you're like i do have friends they're just not, not here, here. Mm -hmm. that's the disclaimer and yeah. my friends back home yeah and <laughs> I want friends here, but you already have your friends. So, like, mm -hmm. how does that actually work? That's the part that I think is the most intimidating as adults because it's like you're kind of feeling like you're inserting yourself or, like, kind of forcing yourself into yeah. somebody else's life. 
What has been your approach? Are you the like, put myself out there, start a conversation, <laughs> insert aggression? What do you do? No, definitely not aggression. But I had a unique perspective because when I left Seattle, I was ready to go. And I have mm. amazing friends there who I love and value and will be friends with forever. However, in a lot of my relationships there, I felt like I was playing a role that was almost like a previous version of myself. I mm. felt like in a lot of my friendships there, I still had to be a version of my high school self or a mm. version of my college self. And that's just not who I am anymore. And so the opportunity to be somewhere else or even the last two years that I was in Seattle, I made a couple of incredible friends and a couple of them are the ones who've moved down here mm. who I immediately had really deep friendships with because I was just, could be myself. And I didn't have to be play this role of who I've always been around them. I was just so ready to have friends who valued me for who I am now mm -hmm. that it made it a little bit less intimidating because I felt like I didn't have anything to lose the alternative was to go back to a place where I felt like I had to live in the past a little bit mm -hmm. of people who valued who I used to be but not who I am now so for me I almost romanticized the idea of befriending people who could care about who I am now mm -hmm. and and speaking to that and bringing that into to perspective yeah what has been your experience with those friendships that you had from high school and college like where are those now where do they stand such a good question that's what i'm trying to figure out right now <laughs> and i know we had talked about in the episode that we did for my show that one of my places of self-care is doing inner child work and what's been really interesting is some of the inner child work i've done very recently has brought up some of the trauma that i have around friendships and mm -hmm. how some of the roles in my friendships it's actually not a role that i don't want to play i don't want to be this person's sidekick anymore mm. like i'm that's so great that she is the beyonce of her life but i'm the beyonce of my life and Period. so like me investing so much in this friendship requires me taking the back seat to that Ooh. and do i still want to do that and so i've just very recently come to that realization and i haven't fully figured out what i'm going to do with that information yeah it's pretty awkward it's actually a very awkward place to be in i know um, but i don't know i'm processing it but very empowering yeah very empowering to like not dim your own light yeah and yeah. step in the forefront like actually i don't want to do that yeah Woo. child the inner child i gotta get into that child work yeah <laughs> i, I, I that... know i need to do the inner child work because the girl's crying right Your <laughs> i can hear her heart oh <laughs> my like, little britney is like waiting to connect with you mm -hmm. yeah she does so like okay so i don't know about you guys but Sometimes I see people and I'm like, she seems like a cool person. Like, I feel like we would be good friends. Yeah. Yeah. Especially usually over it's social on social media. The, yeah. I was going to say, usually it's yeah. on the internet. And I'm like, I feel like we would be good friends. Like, you know, there's just things you pick up on and you're like, seems like my kind of girl. Yeah. What are like some of the things where you're like, that you're looking for or that help you pinpoint? Like, you know what? This is a type of friend that I would like to have. Yeah. Mutual values, I would say, is a big one. Like, are we aligned? And we also don't have to agree on everything. I think knowing people who have different perspectives can be really valuable if it's as long as it's all respectful. And there are also some values where it's like we're not. Yeah. If there's not alignment, then it's a no. Yeah. yeah. But having that shared value system to an extent but I also really want friends that I'm inspired by mm. I want to be inspired and it doesn't mean that they have to be like a multi-million whatever but it means that they're living in their truth they are owning their power in who they are and they inspire me to do the same I would say is the biggest one that's so relatable because like 
um, we have our friends, right? And I have a yearning for like a friend that's doing the exact same thing like you said. Mm-hmm. Like, not saying that my friends aren't inspiring, but like a friend that's like business minded, like has has some cheat codes and expander, an expander that's just like yes. because when you're navigating a space like the podcasting space not saying that i need to have a podcast bestie i have one you do bitch (laughs) (laughs) but i'm just saying like when you're navigating the space of like trying to build something and grow it yeah like i really like look back and admire like large friend groups of creatives that can just bounce ideas off of each other and like pull each other up like i have this I'm putting you on here. I have this. And it's not like just transactional, but it's like a real friendship base there too. I really like yearn for that. And I really look at friendship groups like that. And I'm like, wow, they are so lucky. Like, What do we have to do to get, are you guys accepting? Are you accepting new friends? (laughs) We can do it. We have a group chat now. We do. (laughs) We really do. Like I I really look and I'm like, that really makes me feel inspired because I can see that it's genuine because we also see like, people that are friends Mm -hmm. for advancement but it's Mm -hmm. not real but then i turn around and i see like andres and his friends that was the example that's her boyfriend yeah Yeah. like i am just so in awe (laughs) i'm not envious i'm like in awe and inspired of like how they really collaborate it's a that's the real definition of community to me for sure like it's the community where everything's internal. Yes. Like I'm putting you on here. Yes. They're putting you on there. We're pulling each other up and we're keeping it in the family. Mm-hmm. I just really want that for us. Yes. And that, those are the type of friends that I'm looking for at this point in my life, looking to build and also like contribute as well. I don't mm-hmm. want to be a taker, just a taker. Yeah. But no, yeah, yeah. I as you grow, like the type of friendships that you look for definitely change. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I admire Andres and his like friend group and the people he really like mm-hmm. lock in with and tap in with. And Daniel, um, which is one of his friends, has an amazing I don't even it's like a conglomerate. Right. It's kids of immigrants. And I seen today he put a caption out or a post up and it said community first strategy after. Mm-hmm. And I was so yes. inspired by that. You know, it's like figure out who you can help, figure out why we do what we do, figure out what pulls us together and what we're inspired to do, what change we want to, you know, who we want to impact and what change we want to see. And then let's strategize on how we get it, you know? And I was just so motivated by that. And Mm -hmm. I too feel that way that sometimes like this whole entrepreneurship for millennials, especially younger millennials, or not even younger, but millennials our age is sort of like a new space, right? We've been raised to be, nine to fivers, go to work, get a good government job, lock in, lock, clock in, clock out, that we're kind of breaking free of that programming, um, programming yeah. and really seeing what's possible when you work together. Yeah. And like seeing that, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like a lot of our friends are nine to fivers, which I'm there. Shit, I'm a nine to fiver. Yeah. You know what Same. I mean? I have to nine to five to yeah. come here in eight to 10. Yeah. yeah. But it's, I, I yearn for people who are expansive yeah. who bring like new things to my mind and I'm like oh yeah yeah I see that because like when creatives click up it's, it hits different yes. you know our the, the minds are going differently it's like we're all looking at how to get to the same space or the goal is the same right we might have different avenues to get there but I was so inspired by that like community first actually Kika said it Kika said it and he 
put it in his shit. Yeah. <laughs> but community first and strategy after. And yeah. I'm like, they do that so well. Yeah. yeah. They do it. It's, it's, it's such an art to put the community first. And that's, that's really what we've been trying to do. We've been yeah. trying. Yeah. Although we're friends, sometimes we feel alone in certain spaces. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what pushes you yeah. to want to look for new friends. Like maybe you and your friends only have a book club and you've been wanting to go out to happy hour and you've been wanting to hit the street. Yeah. And so that's the part of you that's like, how can I find these new friends that are doing some of the other things that I have a desire to do. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard, but it's not impossible. Like with the internet, we're limitless with all these different apps, like Bumble BFF. Have any of you ever tried that? I think I did a long time ago and I don't know if I actually met anyone. I had a roommate though, who did make a friend on Bumble BFF and it mm. worked out for her like wow. a few years ago. If it's like the dating portion of it. <laughs> You don't want it. Fuck it. <laughs> I like that lie. example, though, because I'm like, I could use more hit the streets. I have the let's go for a hike, go to a yoga class type friend. But I'm like, I could use like. Yeah. The can't do that all the time. Hit the streets. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, you only want to do yoga is, again today. An, do something. Let's do uh, something. An area of imbalance hit the for me that I need to fulfill. You come can hit them with us. I'm like, come on. We stay in the streets. We haven't we done enough to hiking yoga. We need to be <laughs> We can balance each other. Honey, if it's one thing we black do, girls, okay? We are in the streets. Yeah. So it's like, thinking of, speaking of that, it's like being pulled out of your comfort zone. Yeah. I know you mentioned that you're a good girl. You consider yourself a good girl? Um, You had your viral TikTok. <laughs> so stupid. It was so stupid. I think I grew up definitely as a good girl. Mm -hmm. And I think I've grown out of it, not saying that I'm out here doing the most, but I think it's almost a mentality mm -hmm. and it's an identity mm -hmm. that I no longer care to have, even though my behavior hasn't changed. I just don't identify as that I like anymore. That. I like that. So with do you, were your friends before, you know, your, your friends in Seattle and yeah. maybe some of them who came here, do they also identify as good girls? Because I under, mm -hmm. like usually birds of a feather fly together that's why my girl and i here yeah. stay in the streets uh, <laughs> arm in arm for the most part i'd say in high school my friends we were all definitely good girls mm. college i had more of a mix of okay. friends okay responsible hoes maybe i like that hmm. um me and i'd say that's more of what we were in college like based off of the spectrum of everybody there we were more on the responsible side but mm -hmm. still had our yeah yeah activities so it's gonna take some <laughs> stepping out of your comfort zone yeah to get some new type of friends yeah yeah who want to hit the streets yes. when's the last time you stepped out of your comfort zone with friends oh that's a good question i don't have any recent memories coming to mind i mean definitely pre-pandemic yeah for sure mm -hmm. yeah yeah pre-pandemic we all the last time i went stepped out of your comfort zone never Summer is officially coming to a close, which means it's time to transition from backyard barbecues to cozy weather and being indoors. And I want to rest and relax this fall. When it's time to unwind, I listen to Audible. Audible has tons of content from audiobooks to binge-worthy podcasts to exclusive originals. Members get to download and stream Audible's library wherever they are as much as they want. Members also get to choose one title a month to keep forever. Never give it back. It can be the latest bestseller or the hottest new release. It's yours to listen to whenever you want. Let me tell y'all what I'll be listening to this fall. 
I'm ready to reprogram my mind around money. So I've picked up A Happy Pocketful of Money by David Cameron Gacondi. Already, it's really tasty, really yummy, really good read. So right now, for a limited time, Amazon Prime members can save 53% on four months of Audible. That's only $6.95 a month. This is a steal. To take advantage of this offer, go to audible.com backslash bravado. That's audible.com backslash bravado. Thanks, Audible. Um, in regards to friendships, mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't yeah. because the thing is, another thing that makes it hard to meet new friends is we don't step out of the comfort zone. Like you're comfortable. I'm comfortable with you. Mm-hmm. Cue to her. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know that when we go out, we're going to have a good time. That's non-negotiable. When we go out, it's going to be seamless. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's not going to be a, you want to stay till one. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes I got to drag this sometimes, girl out. But, but, it's in but love. you come when I drag yeah, you. It's, it's not love. like, well, you can go and leave. You know, it's, it's like once that. we agree to leave, we're out. We're out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that makes me feel, um, that's the part of me that makes me not try to make new friends mm-hmm. because it's like I have mine and she's sticking beside me and I'm sticking beside her. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm being honest, I haven't really stepped outside of my comfort zone when it comes to friendships because I'm content. But like I said, I do have a yearning for different types of friendships that are going to make me have to step out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I think the part that makes me intimidated is like imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. because I'm like, they got it. They're doing it. And I'm showing up trying to get, get in. in. And mm-hmm. do they see my value? Do they feel like I'm worthy of being in? Do they see what I can bring to the table? Because that's a part of it. You know what I'm saying? When people see you, that's when they invite you in. Like, yeah. and you can bring this to the table. Yeah. And I think that part, like getting over that discomfort may look like, let's said, building our own. Like, mm-hmm. We are all doing the same thing. Build yeah. it up yourself. You don't necessarily have to be invited in. Sometimes you have to create it. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then they going to want to get on what we got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then up. from there, it just like goes into a different direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When have you stepped out of your comfort zone? I'd say, like stepped- I'd say a couple weeks ago. I'd say a couple weeks ago. We, a few months back, we went to an event and met a bunch of amazing people, right? And usually we kind of leave it there. It's like we met them, we exchange Instagrams, and then that's it. Yeah. But um, slowly, very slowly, I've been like, it starts on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a little few exchanges, and then there's a few text messages. And we actually went and grabbed drinks yeah. with um, one of the people who we met, one of the young ladies, woman, who we <laughs> met that night. Yeah. And I went through my mind, you know, the way I do, like, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to do? And it ended up being such a nice experience. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. 
Picture this. You're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally, starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish, the possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the True Accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Hey, Bookies, we got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me... It's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world-shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama, to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must-listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. 
Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. A great evening of connecting and putting that community first, right? Just just see see what comes out of showing up. Seeing what comes. That was the first time that I've had that experience where it's like, this is a great person. And ultimately, you want your friends to bring opportunities to the table. We want to leverage each other. other. We're kind of past that, like, we're just friends just because we're friends. And, like, that can exist, too. But ultimately, like, I want to see you win. I want to see you win. I want to see what opportunities I can get for you. If it's not right for me, let me pass it on to my friend who I know can kill it, you know. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chimes spot me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. 
Plus, Chime isn't just a bank, it's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bankcourt Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in Spot Me and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And I feel like as we get older, we should be looking for these people who bring value to the table. And and it it can start very organically. And I feel like that was that time because typically I'd be like, sorry, I'm not free. (laughs) I'm not making time. I don't want to go out and grab any drinks. No, (laughs) immediately no. I've seen all I need to see. I see you on Instagram immediately. No, we don't need to exchange energy, but that's limiting. Yeah. That's so limiting. It's like, of course you don't have any extra friends. Mm -hmm. No, not extra, but other friends, no additional friends because you don't even want to click up. You don't want to invest. Yeah. You don't want to pour in. What you just said though is super powerful because I think when you decide to be open, that's when things come. I mean, mm-hmm. not to sound too woo woo, but I've I've had that happen so many times with so many things, friendships, jobs, whatever. Just yeah. when you decide you're open to it, it appears. And it's it's usually not as hard as we make it out to be. It's not. Yeah. We need to allow it in. It's more. about being flexible. Mm-hmm. Like so many times we're hardwired on I got friends. I don't need no new friends. I love the friends that I have. And that's when we shut ourselves out, shut ourselves, close ourselves out where we're like, why are you texting me? Mm-hmm. Why would I go out with you? And we don't know how much we're closing ourselves off from when we do that, because if you're just flexible yep. and are like, sure, I'll go out. I mean, maybe something will come of it. Maybe something won't. But mm-hmm. I'm putting myself out there for the opportunity, whatever that looks like. Exactly. Then you don't you. It's just expansive limitless and mm-hmm. better because yeah. i know sometimes i'm like mm, yeah no i don't feel like it but just push yourself because you never know what could come from it you know yeah the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. So, Les, I know you mentioned that you moved here from Seattle recently. Mm-hmm. What has your friend? What has your experience been like maintaining some friendships back home? Like, how do you prioritize that? Yeah, it's a good question. I would say actually, strangely, the pandemic has kind of helped. Mm-hmm. I have a like core group of girlfriends from college. There's four of us. 
kind of a segment. We had a larger friend group in college, but some of them are kind of on some other stuff. So there's yeah. like a core group of four of us who have stayed pretty tight. But even when I was still living in Seattle, like all of us had crazy schedules. It was hard to also still like link up and make time for each other. And then during the pandemic, we started just connecting more and like restarted the group chat and we would have every few weeks get together on Zoom and have little happy hours together. And it really helped reinvigorate our friendship. And I almost feel closer to them now mm -hmm. than I did years ago, mm -hmm. which has been a really beautiful thing. So I think it's really just all about being super intentional mm -hmm. about who you decide to keep friendships with. And there are also some friendships that I haven't invested as much into, mm -hmm. if I'm being totally honest, mm -hmm. not as anything bad about those people, but just realizing that that friendship, the way it was, was very much related to a period of time. And there still can be a base of friendship there and still love there, mm -hmm. but that they don't necessarily hold the same place in my life that they used to. And I don't hold the same place in their life as yeah. I used to and that that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned connecting with your, your friends back home through mm -hmm. the pandemic. Yeah. Now that outside is back open, how have you guys been maintaining that like are you still getting on zoom that's a good question we have not done zoom in a minute but i was in seattle a few weeks ago and we all got together in okay, person good. and actually that was the first time we'd all been together in person in probably two or three years oh, oh wow I, think I had a going away party when i moved two years ago that one of our friends couldn't make it so that was the last time i think three of us were together and then each of us have all seen each other individually but yeah, that was our first time all together mm. in years. How did how did that feel? Like, did it like riding a bike, jumping oh, yeah. right back in? Totally. Because yeah. some people you get together even after so many years and it's like, we didn't miss a beat. Yep. That's how I feel with people that I don't hang out with frequently, mm -hmm. but we're still friends. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. the foundation, because you pour so many years into it before, you know, it's no longer. It's yep. like the foundation is still there. Yeah. yeah. It's just we're catching up and yeah. things have changed a little bit, but you're still my dog. Exactly. Period. You yeah. are still my, my dog. dog. Yes. <laughs> and those are the ones that are like easy. It's the new ones where it's like fish out of water vibes where it's like, <laughs> what do I do here? Like, do you like to text all day? Yeah. <laughs> um, do we talk about this? Is this off limits? It's just, <gasps> it's just tough navigating that space or even like getting to that point where you have someone where you can even ask, ask yourself those questions yeah. and, but one tip I will say is like, sometimes you just have to put yourself in the environment. Yeah. Just put yourself there. Like if you know that you like happy hour, pull up to the bars that you like, the type of bars you like. You know that you like to go to um, rooftop bars on Dream Hotel, Mama Shelter. Go there, right? Like mm -hmm. it's easy, not easy, but it's possible to sit down at a bar and have a drink alone right and go there a couple of times mm -hmm. like don't just go once and be like well i didn't meet anybody fuck this <laughs> you might need to go a couple times and you're gonna see the same people like if mm -hmm. people who go to mama shelter you're gonna start seeing them they're gonna start seeing you and it's gonna be like hey girl just like when we're at the gym we see the same yep. people you go to the gym from five to six you're gonna see the same people who go to the gym from five to six you start having little conversations and from there it grows legs, the proximity walks vibe. away. Yeah, you have to create it. You have to make it in adulthood because we're not going to school every day from two to whatever, yeah. nine to two. Mm -hmm. And then making friendships that way, we have to create it for ourselves. So yeah. find things that you like to do that you can do alone. And then like you'll start seeing the same people. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing you know, you're having conversation and just like, this is my homegirl now. Yes. What's your tip? Yeah. 
My tip, I would say, so I'm actually very introverted. Mm. And so I'm not shy or antisocial. I think sometimes like all those words get mixed together, which yeah. is not the case. I just have a limit. It's mm -hmm. like when it's time to go home, it's time to go home. Or can get kind of overwhelmed by like large groups of people. But something that I really like to do is if I'm going to a party or if I'm going to an event or something, I'll have a goal to just connect with one person. It doesn't mean that I have to oh, I like look, exchange numbers and be BFFs, but to at least just have a solid conversation and try to establish a connection with one person, which is a lot less intimidating as an introvert. So I'm like one person. I can talk to one person for 10 minutes and see if there's a vibe. And that has been so helpful. And I've actually have made really great friends that way, really? both here and in Seattle of just, okay, who's one person who I can connect with and chat and see what happens. Which takes the pressure off trying to get up in there and really work the room. It's yeah, like, I, mean, I don't work, to work the room. room. No. <laughs> who's sounds like who's work. Connect? Yeah, I'm like, who's connecting? I would not work the room. I'm actually unemployed. No who's, who's connecting? Exactly. Um, I will say that a few people that we've been able to um, connect with and build a little community with over the years has come through volunteer work mm. and connected with organizations yeah. that you feel moved and inspired by and um and also being connected through people right so we had a sorority sister who was doing some work with us at one time and she's like i really think you guys would hit it off with this person like they yeah. they're doing great work lee and brooke brooke and lee oh i'm like who are you talking about <laughs> Now she making it seem like I'm lying. No, no, the made you're up very story. right. I just had to go back. I'm like, how did we get connected? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and our sore Brooke connected yeah. us with Lee, who does great work with yeah. our own. And it just turned into a thing where now we have our own mm -hmm. relationship established with him where we do volunteer work and give back to the community via them. Yeah. Um, so I think that a tip that I would recommend is find a way that you can volunteer. Yeah. Find some organizations. Volunteer work is great. Yeah. Um, Kwani is doing that too. One of the people that one, a homegirl that we know, mm -hmm. she's moving from a predominantly white city and she is really yearning to connect with other black people. Period. Yeah, and build community. One. You know, like coming from a, that feeling. Yeah. She's like, where are the blacks? Like, let yeah. me figure out where the where the blacks are. Yeah. And she's been like following these organizations who she feels inspired by. And when there's events happening in the city, she's reaching out. How can I help? Mm -hmm. How can I volunteer? And she's in infusing herself into the community that she wants to be a yeah. part of. You know, so that, I think that's really important. And we we want to do more of that too, like yeah. that community work and building friendships through that way yeah. yeah another suggestion i would have is if you do have like one friend who's more social than you piggyback off of that like yes. jeremy and i are always together she's way more social than me like i'm not anti-social but mm -hmm. she's more social than me so yes. sometimes she'll get it started and i'll come in and, and keep it going yeah. exactly. <laughs> yes. and keep it going so yes. if you have a friend who's like a social butterfly and might be able to like get some things ignited that you don't feel comfortable getting started get on their coattail like what are you doing yeah. this weekend mm -hmm. where are you tip. gonna be like do you know what's happening like and then just join in on that and then next thing you know you've grown some friends from yeah. that you know what i'm saying so sometimes you don't have to be the igniter sometimes there are people that can get it started for you and then you can just be like great thanks for handling the yeah. heavy yes. portion now i can just come in and do what i do best exactly yeah i think that's, that's a good tip yeah that's a great tip so you know what i was thinking about a what? lot of times and we've kind of segued away from making new friends but yeah. <laughs> um 
like keeping friends, keeping yeah. the friends that you mm-hmm. have here. Uh, sometimes we like connect and network and go to these events and then we exchange information and then it never goes like, anywhere. Goes anywhere. What has been your experience with coming to a new city, going to these various events and mm-hmm. keeping that little spark alive if you do meet somebody? Fostering. Yeah. yeah, I think it's all about the follow through and it's all about being willing to And maybe that is actually a way that I have gotten out of my comfort zone is initiating plans, which Mm -hmm. is something that I think years ago I never used to do. And I do a lot more now is really initiating plans with people or being more willing to plan something. I think there's definitely a narrative that's gotten really popular around being a homebody of like, I don't know, I think it really glamorizes being antisocial and I Mm. love being in the house, but I've also realized, okay, if I'm in the house and I'm complaining about how I don't have any friends and yeah. I want people to invite me to stuff, maybe I just need to start being the person who invites other people to stuff to get mm. the ball rolling yeah. I love that. and kind of stepping out of the comfort zone that way and just pulling up and, and making plans and following up with people and connecting with them. I actually had that happen. I met a girl at a birthday party maybe like a month ago and she was just super dope. We just vibed immediately and we were like, okay, let's make a plan. Like two weeks from now, let's go get brunch. And we did it and it was great. And now we talk all the time because we like made a plan and followed through on it. So I think just being really strategic and intentional, not leaving it vague. Cause if you leave it vague, who knows when it's going to happen, but being like, okay, Let's make a plan this place, this time, this day Mm -hmm. and keeping it going. That's important. I need to do better at initiating. I'm just so used to people like outside of my core friend group initiating things like, do you want to? And and I'm um, I will definitely accept the invite. But as far as me hitting somebody up like, hey, we should go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I rarely ever do that. No. Mm -hmm. And I I can do I should do that more because that feels good. And that's also how you like you said, are able to foster the relationship and just get the ball rolling because they may be nervous to do the shit too. As yeah. soon as you said, oh, I'm yeah, going to hit them up, sure. it gave me anxiety. I'm like, right. who do I have to because hit Because I definitely have some self friends. would never. <laughs> I definitely never. have some people that I can hit up like, hey, you want to go grab drinks? And I just don't. Mm-hmm. Wow. There's a piece of me, there's a little part of me that just, I have to check it, that came up that made me feel a little possessive. Like, she's going to go make other, no, seriously, that no, just I'm happened. I'm definitely that like, possessive. Yeah. That was a real-time emotion. When you said, that's like, valid. I have people I can hit up, I'm thinking, who does who she, she have? have? Yeah. Who does she have in her phone? I know. That's valid. That she's And that might up. be another episode. <laughs> Possessing <But> your phone. <laughs> I am possessive. I think it's in a healthy way. But a part of me, I'm like, you go on out there. <laughs> <laughs> you you go on out there, but don't you fucking forget who's at home <laughs> waiting on you. But you don't have too much fun to where you forget. Get out, have your fun, but come back. I'm, I personally am learning. But uh, when you see like your best friend or your close friends having a little too much fun with some of their other friends, it does way on it you. does you're like yeah, i'd be oh. looking at this story like what she did exactly <laughs> it's she's, like hmm. she's making it back and i find <laughs> i try to always because i i feel like i'm pretty mindful of that because i know that Brittany and i only for the most part do a lot of things outside together yeah i try to like if there's space for my friend to come i'm like my friend's gonna come too please and i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> because i'm like you're my only She's not my only friend, but she's the friend that I do things with. You're my friend that I do stuff with. Let's just keep it. No, yeah, we go out. Well, But I think what 
I love about this conversation is realizing how much we all feel this way. I yes. think we can build it up in our heads of like, oh, everybody else has all these friends. Everybody else has it all figured mm -hmm. out and always has plans and always X, Y, Z. Meanwhile, most of the time, most of us have one friend and we're Period. feeling the same way. Yes. Are you free? <laughs> yeah. Are you free to do? Yeah. And I was thinking like, who's she going out with? Yeah. I know. Mm -hmm. It makes it less intimidating, I think, to reach out to people knowing that more people feel this way. That's very true. That's true. So everybody's looking for a friend. We're yeah. all looking because the thing is, I feel like most of us have a few or one <laughs> core friend. And so when that friend's not available, I'm like, if Germany's not available, I'm fucked from the yeah. front and the back to yeah. do the things that I really want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm dependent on I know, this. That's the piece. Yeah. I'm dependent it's on this girl. So if she's not available, yeah. if her weekend is sold up, you know what? Let's just be honest. That causes some damn a little bit of anxiety because I'm like, if this girl's not available, then, then I just, what am I gonna do? <laughs> I think that's a valid feeling for you. For me, it what don't make me anxious. Do? I just say I ain't going. <laughs> I just be like, I just already know. Like, if yeah. Brittany's not free, like, I just be like, fuck. Unless it's, ooh, Lord, don't let it be something I gotta go to. I actually can't attend anymore. What do you <laughs> I actually can't. <laughs> I'm sick. You know that mean? <laughs> yeah, I can't go out. I'm sick. Yeah. Bitch, I get sick so fast. I actually I was exposed. I was exposed. <laughs> oh my I cannot. God. Oh my God. I'm yeah. serious. Like, I cannot come. The dependency is kind of sick. Yeah. But I just don't know how to, like, get out. What I will say is my um, boyfriend has friends who have girlfriends, mm -hmm. right? So that's been an easy way for me to meet other women who yeah. are. It's proximity-based, but these are some really good girls, too. So when Brittany can't come or there's not, it's like a, a more, like, um uh, uh controlled environment i guess yes. where it's like dang i can't invite my internal friend. internal right. yeah the internal yeah. environment then i'm like okay i know they're going to be there and yeah. i really enjoy and having a great time with them and engaging with them maybe those are some friendships that i can yeah just don't forget we're home no. i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm not like that's i'm, I'm almost feeling is. a little bit triggered only because my last relationship i was in it for a very long time and he had all single friends and so when i think about mm -hmm. like the friends i'm like that was traumatizing oh, because yeah. i would try to br get my friends to come and they're like nah, nah, nah. no and i'm like oh lord See, i don't i now no longer date men who have all single friends <laughs> that's it this is a trauma this is my criteria it's a trauma i mean it actually works out because it's also a red flag yeah because that was part of the issue yeah yeah <laughs> so. i wanted to be with somebody who like I can go on trips with and do a yeah. couple things with. And luckily, like my boyfriend's close friends all have girlfriends. So we had like a really amazing trip to U-Haul. U-Haul. <laughs> we went to U-Haul and hung out <laughs> to Utah. And it was like the girls yeah. and the guys and we all vibed. And I think I could use those experiences, mm -hmm. right? And do that follow up like, yeah. hey, one of them, Talia lives like two minutes away from me. Like, yeah. girl, come over. Let's have some wine. Yeah. But, and, and I love her. She's a great girl. She's a great girl. So there's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of work to do. My inner child probably is possessive. I'm definitely possessive of my friends. I mean, it it depends. This one, I'm I'm the most possessive of <laughs> Yeah. The other ones, I'm like, oh, okay, go, go on. Ahead. Go yeah, on, go on. But do. this one has to stay close. <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing about nothing. Do you have a friend like that where you're super possessive over them? I don't. Oh, I don't healthy. anymore. You're I healed. think there were definitely times in my we're life unhealthy. where I did, but I, I do not know. Yeah, we are unhealthy. We're enough. unhealthy. Yeah. It's giving unhealthy. Well, I mean, it happens though, because I kind of felt the same way with Kayla. And that's like, of course, she's getting friends like 
she has a different lifestyle in the sense of she's married and she's a mom. Mm-hmm. So, of course, like, she needs friends that she can relate to in that area. And I'm like, go on. Yeah. That's how I had it. It was like my best friend from high school. She lives in D.C. She's about to get married. That She just now has kind of a different life. My best friend from college is married, has two kids. So it's like I there was definitely a time when I was younger where I felt possessive over them. But now that our lives are all so different, I'm yeah. still friends with them and love them. But I'm I can't. How do you navigate that on. space? Friendships changing and looking different. Yeah. I think I actually sent a super mushy text to my best friend from college, maybe like a week ago, because I was working out and I was just thinking about something I was going through with another friend that was like not feeling so great. And I was like, man, I just I appreciate Lily so much because Mm. when we were in college, we really weren't shit, but we weren't shit together. (laughs) And now we have just grown up to be very responsible women. Yeah. (laughs) And I I texted her and I was like, you know what? I just appreciate how good of a friend you've always been, how we've changed and evolved so much, but just hold so much space for each other. And so, I mean, I think part of the way I deal with it is by honoring that and also vocalizing that because then when she saw that text message, it like made her day. It felt so good to her to hear those things and it was all true. So I think also too, talking about those things when it feels good and also when it doesn't and being open about that and honest so that if it's a friendship that you want to continue, like you're bringing people on the journey with you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's real. Like when friendships transition because of the space that you're in, that's difficult to accept, Mm -hmm. which is why I think we appreciated each other even more because both of our Mm -hmm. best friends at the time were in the same space that Germany and I weren't like they were both married Mm -hmm. in their twenties. And then the kids followed and we were like, um, we're not there yet and it's not looking like it's coming anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that also makes it a little easier for the friends who who are not. Well, I guess the friends who are transitioning, we're all transitioning, but the friends who are like hitting these milestones. Yeah. I think that makes it a little bit easier for them to release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I know that I can't provide what you need right now. If the, if it's a good friend, a healthy friend, like I yeah. can't provide what you need. So I can't be possessive over like trying to trap you in this space or bringing you along with me. Um, and I think it, it also might suck if they're not happy with the space that they're in in transition. That's hard. I know. I know, you know people like that. And that's hard. I've the friends that I have who are now like moms and who I've still maintained close friendships with they're They just don't have the outlook of that as their core identity. It's like they still are the same person and they have a child versus the people who I think those friendships for me haven't held up the same way as those people who maybe become a wife and their whole identity is wife. They become a mom, their whole identity is mom versus a person who's like, yeah, I have a partner and yeah, I have this baby and I'm still me. Then there's still something I can connect to versus, okay, you now have this whole identity that I'm not there yet and I don't fully identify with that. So what's left yeah. of the friendship? That's 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 tea right there. And I think that's why I've been able to maintain such a close relationship with my best friend who is a mom and mm-hmm. a wife because she still values her identity separate from being those yep. things. And because she values that, she's able to make space mm-hmm. for our friendship to still. She's an amazing friend. I, I tell her all the time, how do you do it? Like I have birthday plans and I've been kind of last minute on my birthday plans and so she was like, you know, what's going on with your birthday? It's coming up. 
-hmm. and I told her the plans and she was like okay let me put some things into place yeah I'm gonna make it even if I have to drive separately I'm gonna make it and so then when I called when we talked about it later she was like okay so this is where the kids are doing that going what time should I be at your house I said you know what you really always make shit happen like and I really appreciate that because although she has all of this responsibility that comes first of course she always makes space and makes the friendship a priority too and I just really just love that because what the fuck some people just don't they're just like you know this is what I am now understand it get with it and forget you Yeah. yeah that's that was my experience you know, it's like my friend transitioned into this like mom role and this wife role and she just dove like head first in, which I guess if you don't, if you aren't really aware, um, you just think that this is what I'm supposed to do. There's, you know, I feel like it's not much processing. It's such a like life change that yeah. you just go right in yeah. and then there's nothing else that comes after that. And that became her whole identity, which I'm not opposed to it if that's the role for you and the journey of you that you're going to go on great but it ended up taking a real like significant toll yeah. on our relationship because i'm like we're actually 26 yeah <laughs> no tea no shade but like i don't relate like i'm just not married i'm not a wife i'm trying to like meet you where you are but i don't feel like you're meeting me where i am yeah. because everything else is taking the back seat to the fact that you're a mom now, you're a wife now. And there's just like no space for you to just show up as like you, Yeah, you know? And that's really important. I think that if you are um, a friend who has, is transitioning at a different speed than your other friends, um, everybody has to hold space for one another. You know, everybody has to be mindful and responsible of the energy that you're putting in, taking out. It's just such a collaborative effort. You know, you yeah. have to make sure that it's like, care what yeah. the fuck yeah. just care Fair. i'm still triggered i'm sorry i'm yeah. still triggered that i'll forever triggered. be triggered yeah i'll forever be triggered until we sit down and talk about it like women yeah <laughs> until we sit down and yeah. i feel like that i mean i feel like that trigger that you feel is an indicator for most of us that we need to open ourselves up to meeting yeah. new friends you know mm. what i'm saying like the friendship that i had some of the friendships that i have no longer work for whatever reason yeah and so i have to be receptive to new friendships because this one is no longer in alignment with how I would like a friendship to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm still mourning it. I would mm-hmm. be mourning it still. I'm yeah. slowly still mourning it's, it. I mean, it's not that old. It's still pretty. I mean, it's been like three years. Oh my. Yeah. It's been a while. I mean, I'm, I'm mourning though. Deep mourn. Yeah. Deep yeah. mourn. Have you ever had to mourn the loss? I know you mentioned doing your inner child work and coming to the realization of being the Beyonce of your own life. <laughs> Do you feel like, um, you know, you're going to have to really come to grips with like that relationship changing and possibly breaking away from it? So (laughs) I feel really bad saying no, but that's kind of how I feel. Mm. But I think I'm also and I don't want this to sound terrible because I'm still coming to grips with what this means. I don't know if I'm somebody that loves hard. Oh, mm. I think I love medium. Oh, if that makes sense. That it does. Makes sense. Like I'm very big on matching energy, mm-hmm. and I just have a hard time mourning something that's no longer there. Mm-hmm. And so for me, even thinking about the friendships that I'm really thinking about, you know, and that are transitioning through some of my inner child work and understanding what those friendships represent, I so fondly cherish the memories that we had but I'm able to 
I feel like I can separate the memories versus who the person is now and just understanding that like this person is not going to give me what I need yeah. now. Yeah. And that helps. But I also think, I mean, I, based off of our conversation today, I think you love really hard. I and do. so I think that's going to make it a lot harder when you're somebody who loves hard. I, I do. I, I really love do. Hard too, yeah. nice. I really do. I wish I loved harder because I don't. <laughs> it's a dangerous space <laughs> it's good when you're in it loving hard yeah but it makes the separation piece a little prolonged yeah. i mean i guess it depends because we just had a conversation about the letting romantic go. relationships letting mm -hmm. go and moving on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you said that you can easily detach from those and i was just going to bring that up too that it's easy for me to do that because i'm getting under i'm doing the get under but it's replace you have a replacement, replacement but with yeah. a friend yeah yeah and the relationship that i had with this particular person was it it's damn near identical mm -hmm. given the time and the space that it happened yeah. to the bond that i share with britney yeah. so it's almost like a sister you yeah. know like yeah. this kin like kindred spirit just being ripped away yeah. and i just have not really completely like processed it and probably yeah. because it's like i wasn't ready for it to end yeah but it had to end those that hurts the that's most hard. and it ended abruptly i'm like hold on don't that's break hard. up with me she yeah. damn near broke up with I me know. i said hold yeah. on and you know what we didn't touch on that with the letting go and moving on and i know this is about friendships but that hits different yeah. when you're able to be the initiator of the ending and letting go of a friendship relationship, whatever it is, you've already done the mental prep. Yeah. Yeah. You've walked yourself through. Okay. These are the good times. These are the bad times. I have something new lined up, whatever. And then the process is different. But when somebody else makes, takes the initiative to be yeah. like, you know, the road ends here, get off the train. We're done. That hurts and it leaves yeah. you like without the closure that you feel like you need. You didn't mm -hmm. have the time to process the yeah. feelings. You're still processing the feelings, trying to figure out, well, what was going through your head when mm -hmm. you cut me off? Do you not feel, I mean, yeah. was I not as valuable in your life as you were in mine? Yeah. Like It's the self-worth piece too. Yeah. It's the worthiness, not self-worth, but the worthiness. I'm like, huh, so you're done here. Yeah. How? Mm -hmm. How could you be done here? Yeah. You weren't showing up for me. Right. I should be done. Let me tell you my piece. I didn't abrupt. feel like you were showing up that and I didn't get a chance though. to tell you and that. I, I haven't had an experience with that. I've all of my experiences with friendships kind of ending have just been very gradual where they phase naturally out. phase out. Yeah, but I haven't experienced an abrupt. So that I mean, it's hard. Yeah, I said, I'm still hard. wondering. I'm yeah. like, when are you going to reach out to me? Yeah, if ever. My I birthday's need to let go coming that. up. Oh, the birthdays. I'm done with that. I know, but that's what be, will be going on through my head. Like, will this be the time? Yeah. No. You know, it's my birthday. I've released mm. that piece. There's, and, it, there's elements that I've released, you know, but it's just still so difficult. Like the friendship breakup, I don't wish it on no one. Yeah. I don't wish it on anyone. Do you feel like you're a pretty like open person? Because me personally, I'm guarded. Like it takes me a lot to open up to people, which I think is a another hindrance of mine when it comes to making new friends. But like, what, what, what would you consider yourself? Like, are you pretty yeah. open? I think it totally depends on the person. I think okay. I'm very open when I feel safe. And when I don't, I'm super guarded. Mm. That's the thing I ain't been saying. Safety. Mm -hmm. You haven't felt safe. Yeah. Safety is key, definitely. Yeah. I, I mean... I guess I look at safety and friendships a little different than I would like a romantic relationship, mm -hmm. but what is, what is, what's the difference? How do you, how do you, uh, differentiate the two? I mean, you know what? It's probably the same. 
Mm-hmm. It's probably the same because the way I look at safety is like no judgment. Yeah. Um, feeling being seen. able to communicate, feeling seen, heard, mm-hmm. being able to depend upon, yeah. like things like that make me feel safe stable. and yeah. stable. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know. I don't know if I've um, consciously entered a friendship like that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I don't have that many friends, close, close friends. Like I have associates but the few the less than a handful that i have it was gradual like me and germany didn't just hang out one time and say we're best friends i mean Mm -hmm. hell we were line sisters and we didn't say we were best friends right after that like it took time like it definitely was a process and that's how it's been with every relationship in my life so i don't even know if i'm capable of getting a new best friend you aren't (laughs) (laughs) let her tell you (laughs) I don't think I'm capable of getting a new friend because like I really pour so much into the new into the best friend role like we have keys to each other's homes Mm -hmm. we're our lives are intertwined it's just deeply hits different so I don't know how that will I don't really have a capacity for the new best friend a new another best friend but I do have the capacity for more friendships Mm -hmm. I'll say that Les, you mentioned having best friends from college. Do you have a current best friend, like someone who you talk to every day? Yeah, I mean, I would say it's that that group that I talked about earlier, about okay. four of us, though. That's who I talk to every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like you're yearning for an L.A. bestie? Definitely. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm like hearing y'all describe your friendship and just having lives that are intertwined. I'm like, I don't think I've ever had a friend who... I'm that close with. Yeah. But I'm also avoidant, so that doesn't help. Um, if you couldn't tell. No, I can't tell. Oh, but really? now that you've said it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's also probably part of it. Yeah. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. So we gotta open you up. <laughs> we gotta allow you to love a little harder. Yeah. Yes. We gotta have you lean in a little more. Yes. And then the right person will show up. Yes. What are yeah. you looking for in a bestie? In an what LA am I bestie. Looking for in a bestie. I really want and I really want that, and we've talked about it a little bit, but that really well-rounded friendship. Mm -hmm. I want a friend who I can go on a hike or yoga class with and also go out with and just have like a partner in crime. One of my best friends from college, we do call each each other partner in crime Mm -hmm. because we were back then. But now I'm like... Honey, you are married with two kids. Yeah, you're not, a home. not doing too yeah. much crime. Right. I'm like, it's you're not here for these crimes anymore. You're not. Right. But having a version of that now of somebody who can meet me where I'm at. And I also had a friend, you know, we hadn't known each other for too long. And I did create a little bit of space because I also realized that her energy was really heavy to me. And after mm. we would hang out, I just didn't feel that good. Yeah, that's mm. not a good And I was like, oh, I'm I'm hanging out with this person who is has a good heart, but has a very heavy energy that is affecting me in ways that I don't like. And I can't continue investing in that. And so even though they were a person who I could call up and who would be down to do X, Y, Z, is it worth it if I'm going to feel drained and negative and mm depressed after because she's saying depressing stuff Shit. the whole time you know not. yeah it's just it's like no so anyways someone who i can truly have as like a partner in crime um i really want friends who are funny like i only like funny people yeah i can't laugh we're laugh. not gonna get along because i'm sarcastic it's gonna be a problem yeah mm-hmm. someone who can handle their alcohol because at this point we're too old yeah. yes <laughs> Um, but just people who are open-minded and who 
question things and who work on themselves and who are just can have a deep conversation one minute and crack jokes the next. I think that ability to float with Mm -hmm. the depth is Mm -hmm. really important. So those are the qualities that I'd say I'm looking for in a friend. Yeah. You know, you mentioned something a few moments ago about uh, meeting someone and then like leaning in a little bit, but then their energy being a little heavy. Mm -hmm. What? I know with meeting new friends, there's constantly like that evaluation period. Like, oh, I like you. Oh, we connect. Oh, actually red flag. Yeah. How do you separate yourself from the people that you get a red flag from or a bad vibe since you're kind of like constantly going through that cycle of like meeting people or, or allowing yourself to meet new people here in a new city? Yeah, I will try and respond to something that gives me a bad a bad vibe if they say something that's kind of offhanded or like an example with someone kind of sent me something that was kind of negative and I was just like you know that's not really the vibe that I'm going for right Mm -hmm. now like that's just not what I'm bringing in my energy space because I think sometimes if you bring stuff like that up or if you just say well you're so negative to somebody it's like well that's not helpful but if you respond while they're being negative with hey this is how that makes me feel Mm. in that moment then they can see like oh this is the behavior I'm doing and how it makes the person feel and from there you can kind of assess like their reaction are they defensive are they open to it do they just not respond that was my experience Mm. so and then kind of gauge it from there but I like being really honest in the moment and focusing more on the behavior instead of the person because I feel like people are more likely or less likely to be defensive that way if it's like hey this thing that you just said versus like you are xyz once you can't pinpoint they'd be looking like when when did I do it (laughs) you don't have no evidence exactly "Uh, you know you always do it yeah exactly okay I think that's good advice yeah I agree I think it's good advice well We can all agree that making new friends is, as an adult, is hard, but it's not impossible. So there's hope. And just to recap, we can do that by making, putting ourselves in situations where we may not be comfortable, like getting out of our comfort zone. Don't do nothing crazy, but stepping out of your comfort zone, going to spots where, you know, you like to be and possibly meeting people that way being open yes to the possibility initiating conversation mm-hmm. and not taking it personally if yes. you are rejected or not received mm-hmm. yeah pull the Aaliyah out <laughs> if at first you don't oh, succeed. i'm like which one no which if song? you know oh ain't that music supposed to be on the stream on spotify i forgot oh, the yeah. date i don't i'm not playing hmm. with her uncle hmm. oh yeah yeah that, oh what a mess <laughs> in addition so to being sad. open you can be flexible yeah. right like yeah. decide on what your criteria is i feel like you have to have a hard a hard uh, line on like non-negotiables, just like mm-hmm. a relationship. What are your non-negotiables? Like my friends must do this, must have these values and then kind of be open to everything else. Right. Yeah. So be a little flexible. And I think, I think there's a lot of truth to that saying where it's like, you know, you're a combination of the five people who you spend the most time around. Like, who do you want to be and how do you want to feel when Mm -hmm. you're around people? Mm -hmm. Because if you're around people who maybe bring out the worst in you or you're around people and you're like, actually, I don't, they don't, they this they've got this this and that going on mm-hmm. i don't really want to be like that yeah that could be a good compass as well and those people who you're drawn to like wow they have a really great quality yeah. that i like or that i see myself in them or i i want to experience more of that yes. like that should be your compass i think that the wanting to experience more of yeah. go where you feel like you can grow yeah, yeah go where you can grow for go sure. where you go where you can grow one of those things for me like one of the green flags i guess yeah is givers because i know that i give a lot and Mm -hmm. so 
I look for people that are also givers because mm-hmm. the amount that I pour in, I want to be able to receive. Cause yes. like you said, you don't like how it feels when it's a one-sided relationship. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be reciprocal. And I can say my most solid relationships, like we're all giving equally, like we're giving mm-hmm. and we're not just taking. Cause that's when you start feeling depleted. Like, why am I the only one driving? Yeah. Yeah. Why am I always driving and you're never offering gas or like you get snipped? Yeah. I cannot hang out with you. Like it needs to be seamless. Like I'm driving this time. I got it this time. You know, things like that for sure. I love you. For me. So Les, it was amazing having you here. Thank you. Let our girls know where they can find you. Thank you so much. Yes. um, You can find me on Instagram at Balanced Black Girl Podcast is the show. And then Balance Black Girl on all your favorite streaming, what are they called? Apps. Platform. Platforms. Yeah, all that shit. You know what? Before we go, <laughs> I have one last question. Yeah. It might be more than one, actually. So <laughs> we're going to back it up. What does it mean to be a balanced Black girl? Oh, my goodness. I love that question. Yes. I haven't asked it in so long. So for me, being a balanced Black girl means understanding what my needs are and doing what I need to do to make sure they're met, whether that is how I meet my own needs, which is like self-care, whether that is investing in friendships and relationships to have people who support me in getting those needs met and doing the same for them, but constantly checking in with myself to understand where I'm at and doing what I need to do to be fulfilled. I love that. I love that too. If you're a balanced black girl, get on over there to her place. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tap in. You will not regret it. Thank, Thank you so you. much for joining us Thank today. You, Thank you, Les. Thank you for yeah. having me. Yeah. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.